0: com and pre-register today at com slash registration to get your free Bixi exchange tokens. That's B e a x y.
1: B-E-A-X-Y.com. Hey, I'm Brian from Ledger Status, and this is Rekt.
0: Hello and welcome to Rex Podcast. I am Bunchu Betts, alongside my esteemed colleagues and co-hosts, Cynthia Wood. Cynthia, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Just another day here. Ready with to the, rock and roll? How is? Yeah.
0: How was your weekend?
2: Uh, it was good. I was drunk a lot, so I'm <laughs> uh, still recovering. But Same- what's new? What's new?
0: Z's and yeah. Crypto Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy?
3: Not too bad, man. How you doing?
0: Ah, uh, thanks for asking. You know, I made a big deal of that one. You did. Boston, I made so. a note. I made a mental note. <laughs> Th- thank you. Uh, I'm good. I had a great weekend. I went and saw uh, Dave Matthews in Boston, and it oh, yeah. was a lot of fun. So yeah, jelly was a good time. And then we uh, on Saturday, my fiance decided she was going to pick up a shift at the bar she works at, and so I sat at the bar with her and kept her company. Well, that's and nice That's So sports. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when she works because I get to just sit at the bar. And we have a very special guest with us here today, uh, Brian Krogsgaard from Ledger Status. Brian, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. I appreciate y'all having me
0: yeah we appreciate having you on um just personally you were uh one of the first people i followed uh when i first got on crypto twitter one of the first podcasts i started listening to i really enjoy um if you haven't heard it yet the ledger cast you had a couple really awesome ones in the past couple weeks that i really liked. so um we appreciate you have uh having you on um i've learned a lot of you know trading things from you uh, as being somebody who I have, was not a trader beforehand, so. <laughs> the, well, I big, appreciate it, but based fan. on the
1: title of this podcast, it sounds like I'm gonna show you the things I did that you shouldn't be doing.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's, right. the, that's how we learn. Yeah, exactly, that's how we learned. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: um, awesome, man, so. I'm getting PTSD, I'm just looking at this chart that from my, my wrecked story I'll tell in a bit, and I'm like, it's making my head hurt. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So we'll get right into it. Um, we always like to start by, you know, kind of giving the audience a little insight on how you got into crypto to begin with. Um, you know, where did where did your story start to? How did you get here today?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of people knew about Bitcoin for years and years. Uh, for me it was mostly seeing it pop up in the tech sector I come from the web world Um, I'm a web developer so uh, I was actually curious because I never bought anything uh, any cryptocurrency or crypto asset until early 2017 um, because I never really thought of it as an investment vehicle despite having been in stocks in one way or the other since I was like 15 years old Mm -hmm. Uh, but I I searched my personal Twitter account for mentions of Bitcoin, and I've had that Twitter account since, like, 2009 or whatever. So uh, I found a tweet about Bitcoin just, like, commenting about how much it had been on Hacker News. Mm. Uh, And it was in 2012 right before a huge breakout and it was priced at like $4 and 60 cents or something really dumb like that. Wow. Um, so <laughs> we, we speaking call, of we, wrecked, I did not buy Bitcoin in 2012. <laughs> Is it uh, four do- isn't $4 and
3: 80 cents the 2018 bottom.
1: It was literally, if you look at the day, it was because <laughs> there was, uh, it was a day on hacker news where Justin Bieber was uh, starting a venture capital fund. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and my comment was that I thought my comment was to quote that and say, and I thought that uh, Bitcoin on the front page of Hacker News was annoying. <laughs> uh, so at the <laughs> time, possible. like I just, you know, it was just weird technology, Internet money that I thought of it as. So I was I knew of it. But and then I remember hearing of like. The first, you know, the, not the first, but the first majorly covered bubble pop in 2013. I remember mowing my yard and listening to NPR, and they are talking about how much it had fallen from the top, and I was like, obviously it did. It's Internet money. <laughs> uh, and again, again, and here we are interested. now. <laughs> yeah, here we are. But, you know, I had not done the deep dive uh, into really what made it what it is. And anyway, so eventually I uh, went down that path, and unfortunately it was, um, you know, late enough in the cycle to where my average price on bitcoin is scaling in throughout that first half of 2017 so not bad but not not four dollars and sixty (laughs) cents or (laughs) whatever (laughs) so nevertheless i'm happy to be in this ecosystem and um it's it's forced me to learn a lot more trading skills because you can learn from traditional markets, but you know, a market cycle in a traditional market can take a decade or more. Whereas in, in crypto, you know, they happen so frequently. It's you're really throwing yourself into the fire. It's very technical. So from a technical perspective and all that with trading, I really uh, you know, I sharpened sharpened my skills in a big way by in the crypto landscape. Though I have been trading, I remember using like Bollinger Bands as a teenager. So now, when you're like tweeting at John Bollinger because he's <laughs> looking at Bitcoin charts, it's pretty cool.
0: That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, what was it about you know Bitcoin that kind of or or crypto that took you from yeah, this is just internet money and listening to NPR about it and laughing when you were mowing your lawn to hey, maybe this is something and something that's worth my time to actually look into.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I was really interested when I heard that people were doing stuff that was more than trying to recreate the idea of money. Um, so the the iteration of, of crypto assets through things like Ethereum were really fascinating to me. So Ethereum was actually the first purchase I made. Um, and it was like, I don't know which leg, but it was... You know, over $100, which <laughs> rest in peace, $100 uh, Ethereum. Um, it was over $100, but it wasn't fully into that move up towards 400 before it consolidated for so long. Um, so I got in, and it was right in the middle of this parabolic move, and you 2x, like, immediately and uh amazingly with that swing i was smart enough to realize that that was ridiculous so some of my first trades were from whatever like in the in the 100s and i had sells even like 380 to 400 i think it went to 420 um yeah. so i got out pretty well there and but you know at that point you're down the freaking rabbit hole um so i was i was interested in it from a trading perspective because i realized how um uh, far along things had come like back then when i knew about it before i knew it was hard to buy and i just never even tried hmm. i didn't know what mount gox was necessarily or anything but i just knew like buying and selling and storing bitcoin was a challenge and i never looked into it uh, beyond just hearing about it in in the news um, but once I heard about this idea of smart contracts and some of the things that you can do, the ideas that are available there, especially with like record keeping, if you think of medical records and titles and boring things that make big differences, uh, that stuck with me for some reason. Um, and then now of course you go through that whole cycle of thinking like, man, so many things can be on the blockchain. And now you're like, man, nah, maybe not that many things need to be on the blockchain. Uh, <laughs> right. and the idea of, uh, still, I believe Bitcoin is a huge experiment, but the idea of, uh, you know uh, digital cash in some form uh, as a store value potential um the gold replacement and what it could do for like web-based payments micro payments with lightning network i went fully down the rabbit hole uh i mean really for the whatever it's been almost two years now and it's been great uh but it's mostly just learning so much you know i'm learning all the time and sure whether it's about uh crypto or traditional finance like you you can't learn about crypto and like monetary theory without digging into traditional finance too so like it's a deep 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 rabbit hole and i've been on it for for the past two years and it's been a lot of fun
0: yeah that's awesome uh talk a little bit about how you know you said hey when i first bought ethereum and i saw it 2x or 3x right away you're like you had the foresight to say oh this is weird because you've been in um, you know, either trading stocks for, for so long. Talk about how you kind of got into that aspect. You said you've been doing it since 15. I think I remember hearing a story about it on your podcast a while back. Um, talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, sure. So I, uh, you know, I had a system for buying stocks back when I was a kid and it was something that I adapted from like a, I don't know if you've ever heard of like Mm zax.com. um, but there, you can screen stocks based on different things. So I had like these four or five fundamental things, like the the P-E ratios, the price, and a couple other things. And then I, would, uh, I, I learned and knew what Bollinger Bands were in terms of pending volatility. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Bollinger Band squeeze and you fit some fundamental criteria, you generally like the idea of this stock, then it might make for a suitable investment. What I thought of back then, which was, uh, you know, really wasn't a bad idea, even though I was t- certainly naive as a, as a teenager, was like, you look at the price and it's like, man, this thing goes maybe 15, 20, 25% every few years, but stocks go 5 to 10% all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was basically figuring out this idea of swing trading. But at these five and ten percent levels, but I knew I knew what it meant to have a big move, right? So like I remember trading Netflix when they had that quick, uh, Quickster debacle. I, th- I mean, I was m- much older then, but still like things like that, and you you un- you start to identify volatility. Uh, and I couldn't have told you every indicator and all these things about it the same way then as I can now. But you know, if you buy something and like a few days later it's twice that price, <laughs> this is out of hand. <laughs> right. Um, it's not the message I got. And I was crazy, I was texting the about. The I'm Ethereum like I'm pretty sure to we're supposed to be Right chamber. <laughs> right chamber. Right. Right. Uh,
3: I didn't see any of those by the
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've always, you know, I've always been in the camp that despite having a lot of examples of things going 10x or 100x, like that's that is uh, an unreasonable investment expectation so i've always I've always been a little more conservative in that regard, thinking like, "Okay, this is a little crazy or 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 whatever, and whether that's to my benefit or my detriment depends on where we are in the market cycle. but yeah, it just gave me a little bit of insight in terms of that run up of Ethereum. Of course, I never should have gotten an Ethereum based on the same premise because it was right. ten dollars you know a <laughs> month before right. that but for me i I saw I did see especially it was making waves in you know, non-crypto technology circles. And I saw the amount of attention it was getting all of a sudden. So I did have this inherent feeling that there was more to go on the, on the bubble and also that, like, this thing can pop any time, so try to be careful. Now, once you get heavy enough in, like, you're not always as careful as you should be. So, you know, I've taken my lumps just like a lot of people have. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the game. You win some, you lose some, and hopefully, hopefully you uh, net on the positive
0: sure and so the other thing i just want to mention is you know uh anybody who follows you on twitter which is very many people you have probably one of the more um i see a chart on Mm -hmm. twitter and i immediately know it's yours without even knowing who posted it (laughs) you've got the color scheme and the uh the ichimoku cloud going um i i know you um you know, you used to or sometimes still do the podcast with Josh Roles, which um, Yeah. Is, is, talk about how he kind of got you into that trading style. And, you know, is that your preferred method? Um, you know, things like that.
1: Yeah, I still like the cloud because it offers you uh, several points on a single chart. And it has some... Uh, some components of it that lead the price. I also really like just simple moving averages. Uh, I think between those two things, if you're using simple moving averages and then um, you know something like a cloud-based system, they're both trend-following systems. So if you're watching Bitcoin April through October, I really wasn't posting a lot of stuff that had the cloud on it or not a whole lot with moving averages, maybe aside from like a 200-day moving average, because really there wasn't a whole lot to look at. It's just a bunch of noise if you're just consolidating uh, and you're not trending uh, heavily. Like Because we held a floor and we just, we just condensed and condensed and condensed. It's less useful then. But when you're in a trending market, like if you're going down quickly, like we have been over the past whatever month, and if you're like 2016 and 2017, where it was just going up constantly, it gives you points of potential entry, and then it gives you opportunities to realize when you're too far extended from the mean, meaning it's due for that retrace, maybe it's time to secure some of those profits, that kind of thing. So in trending markets, yeah, the cloud or, or and, and uh, moving averages both can be really beneficial Josh uh, attracted me to the cloud because it's got a few elements to it that I just thought were really nice. One is that you don't have to draw it, it's just there. You don't even choose uh, arbitrary moving averages. Like I may like the 50 day and the 200 day moving average because a lot of people use them, but like really you can apply any moving average and it can adjust the way you have your trade strategy. Whereas the cloud, you type in your settings or you use the default ones. They're pretty close uh, for seven day markets versus five day markets. But, uh, you know, the, the Tinkins right there, you want to see the price right in the Tinkin. The keysian is where you buy if you're buying into a trending market or if you short, if you're uh, selling into a trending market on the downside. Um, and it shows you this generally positive or negative trend through the cloud being red, the cloud being green. That system just stuck with me and it felt like a nice way to be able to look through all these different you know cryptocurrencies and assets it's like hundreds of them that you may want to glance at so I got to see the general trend health of an asset really quickly uh, using that system and Josh does a great job of teaching it so you know I ran with it Uh, I like to look at a lot of things but I do often just slap the cloud on there for when i'm scanning to figure out hey this is something i'm interested in and then i'll look for chart patterns or i'll look for where it is relative to the moving average or maybe i'll uh try to know where the key is relative to where i might be interested in buying just keep those things in your mind while you're looking for a trade setup but yeah it's great uh for those of you who
0: may not know who josh is by his first name that is uh at carpe
1: noctum on twitter um we're still waiting for that
0: 33k though so
1: yeah i was about to say people may not know josh all they may not know carpe knocked him they might know 33k by july and be salty about it you know all all he did there all he did there was he took this pitchfork that Mm -hmm. bitcoin had traveled through for like a year and a half and he said if it stays in this channel this is the anticipated target he said exactly when it broke the channel and he was like this is not going to happen but he said then I'd give him oh, a lot yeah. of credit for this. He kept it in his in his title Absolutely. of his yeah. handle <laughs> until awesome. July. Because right. like and you know what? I know a lot of people that they make some projection based on TA or otherwise, and <laughs> when it doesn't happen, they just like slowly fade. <laughs> so, delete tweet. You know, delete, I, I respect Josh a great deal. And <laughs> yeah. Um, he Wait just plays things based on what he team sees, team. you know. Oh, but it'll be Josh uh,
3: it's gonna be Josh Day.
1: That's right. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, 33k well, by year, July 2020 something
0: 2022. Uh, <laughs> 2022. Uh, chamber, you've been taking some uh, TA notes here because uh, I know we, you've been learning you're trying to learn your TA. I tell and, uh, you, I was we listening. We got one of the to, uh, the best ones out there. Uh, last, week was right
3: w- yeah, last week I was listening to your show with uh Cred, Cryptocred. Man, that was a great show. Oh, yeah. Those CryptoCred, are some Yeah, I took uh, I took a lot of notes uh, <laughs> listening to that one. Uh but yeah, no, it was it was, it was good awesome, to see two I different perspectives. Yeah, you know, I know you were talking about, um, you know, the two hundred day moving average as as kind of like taking that back as a sign of, you know, uh, I, I don't want to say reversal, but kind of positive momentum. And he was talking. I think he was talking more along the lines of, you know, taking back. I, w- I want to say fifty eight to sixty two hundred or something like that. Um, but no, it was it was it was terrific. Mm-hmm. It, you guys you guys did a, a hell of a job. Yeah, That's
1: awesome. he's. Uh, here, he ahead. trades in a very different way than i normally trade like i like to keep especially in a market like we've got right now where you do have historical levels and um uh, if you can go months for uh go for months in a sideways the market i think there's a lot of success especially uh if you're like scalping low and middle time frames uh using that level to level support and resistance flip style trading that uh cred is really mastered in terms of both learning and correct me if i'm wrong i was a little confused did
3: did cred get in last year is that wow okay yeah Yeah.
1: that's yeah he uh stupid
3: (laughs) well to think
0: about both of them getting in last year about the same time i did and i'm doing a damn wrecked (laughs) podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah uh you know credit like me has explored a lot of different systems and uh I, I have messages from dms from him where he was um trying to nail down a couple things about the ichimoku cloud uh from like last fall and you know i don't care Absolutely. when someone started if you put in the work and if you if you adopt um, a system and you figure it out and then better yet you put your calls out there and let them let them live or die, and uh, and then you you learn from those things. You, then you'll get my respect. And uh, Cred has done a fantastic job, and you know the amount of work that and energy that he's put into figuring out the way price action works and all that stuff speaks yeah. for itself. And, sh- and
2: also, Cred, I've I've followed him for a long time, and when I was you know actively trading and still learning, he puts out a lot of great educational stuff and spends a lot of time trying to teach other people so yeah he's he's a cool awesome. guy and he's a really great uh, trader
0: do you uh brian do you still use bollinger bands and if not we
1: won't tell john <laughs> <laughs> no I, th- I find bollinger bands to be uh enormously beneficial now there are tricks to try to say like i think this has a bias towards breaking up or a bias towards breaking down But if the easiest way to use Bollinger Bands is just to say, how tight are these things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or how wide are they? Because Mm -hmm. that's really just giving you like these standard deviation style uh, moves. And that was useful forever ago. And it's useful today. I mean, before we broke down from 6,400, I was telling folks uh, near me in this class that I've been doing, like I'm expecting an imminent move and it's going to be extremely violent. And then yeah. I was very helpful in saying, I'm not going to be bold <laughs> enough to tell you which direction this is going. But <laughs> right. once we break, once we break, you know, strap in because we're going to, we're going to go off tight. in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was They're record low volatility. Tight. The, the Bollinger bands were the tightest they'd ever been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use the BLX ticker. That's the brave new coin liquid index. And that gives you uh, price history back to whatever, 2010, maybe. Um, basically as long as that history exists. And I think it was the uh, daily and the three day that hit a record, or maybe it was the daily and the weekly, uh, the daily three day and weekly Bollinger Bands. And uh, Bollinger Band width is another indicator that's just a line that shows what the width is. And then you can actually see how wide it was. And it was like, it was record low uh, volatility indicated by narrow Bollinger Bands on basically all three of those time frames. So we were like, do for an explosion and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we got it you know yeah, like yeah. We, <laughs> yes, we did <laughs> you know Bitcoin cut Bitcoin cut in half um, yeah. and and Bollinger bands told you that you should expect a high velocity move so even though you don't necessarily catch it on day one if you uh, look for a retest or whatever you whatever you look for or you just hit it with the momentum then you can either protect yourself and get out or even actively trade uh, with that swing and and see how see how far it can take you, but sure. uh, yeah, Bollinger bands are an enormously beneficial and useful tool.
0: That's awesome. Um, before we get into your wrecked story, uh, what advice would you give to you know anybody out there that's either starting to learn how to trade or starting to look into TA for the first time, um, or maybe they've been in this space and kind of had had no interest in TA? What uh, what kind of advice would you give somebody?
1: Sure. My advice is going to be dependent on the fact that uh, the market has been trending downward. So my advice would be, one, congratulations, you've already accomplished uh, the feat that most don't, which is to be a contrarian trader. So you're getting interested in an ecosystem when the ecosystem is not a hot topic. Typically, if something's like all over (laughs) CNBC... That's not when you want to be touching it you want to be you want to be getting interested when no one's talking about it but yeah uh so getting interested in crypto now when it's uh whatever percent 80 percent plus off highs on bitcoin and you know some of these altcoins, some for good reason but you know some just because are down 95 to 99 percent off their usd values and who knows 80, 80 to 90% off their Bitcoin relative values. Uh, So getting interested in this ecosystem, learning about this ecosystem is a very contrarian move. So kudos to those of you doing that. And then in addition to that, take it slow. Uh, You know, my best guess is that 2019 is not going to have like a four X type of move. I think we may double the price of Bitcoin or, uh, lose another 50% or both. Uh, you know, there'll be some swings. There'll be some volatility that's worth trading. But I don't think people should be afraid that they're going to miss like a rapid move to all-time highs. So it's going to be a good opportunity for people to get some skin in the game, try to average down um, or average in, dollar cost average in, and take it slow with how you learn to trade. And then additionally, the one thing I would say is try to stick to assets that you have a fundamental um, some fundamental viewpoint in so screen based on fundamentals uh-huh. and then look for trade setups that meet your criteria but you don't want to be left holding the bag that you hate because you don't believe in it at <laughs> all fundamentally so right I personally try to steer away from those and I haven't always this will lead into my story um, <laughs> but <clears throat> I would personally rather bag hold if I'm gonna bag hold and you don't have to be a bag holder you can always dump even if you're down even if you're down a lot if the if the forecast is this is going to go down a lot more, then you can dump it like you're allowed and it may hurt. And if it goes up against you when you dumped it, it may hurt. But sometimes your your whole brain just needs a reset. So take it slow. Don't be afraid to take a loss. Uh, and then there's this quote. I think it was uh, Jesse Livermore, a famous trader that said something like, uh, be hopeful that you can make money and be very fearful of losing money. If you're fearful of losing money, you're going to be way more likely to just cut that bag, take the loss, uh, and, and carry on. But if, you're, uh, if your fear is not of losing money, but if your fear is of missing out, then you're probably just going to lose money. Uh, whereas if you're hopeful for making money, then you, you, know, you look for those moves up, yeah. you ride those winners up. Uh, Getting all that tattooed you, on me. <laughs> you, you cut that sucker once, it, once yeah. you have that fear of losing
0: uh, that's pretty awesome advice, I think. Uh, Chamber, are you taking notes over there? Because, <laughs> yeah, especially that quote. <laughs> that's funny. All right, Ledger, we wouldn't be Wrecked Podcast if we didn't ask you some of your best crypto wrecked stories, uh, best
1: slash worst. Um, you know, what do you got for us? Sure. So there was uh, one, and this was at a time. It was a great fake out period which is what I was looking for. This is in 2018. It was in uh, kind of that April-May zone where alts went on a run. Bitcoin was doing some stuff. I was seeking... So Bitcoin had this uh, double top up around 11.8. And I was looking at some point after a move back down, I was looking to go back up and what you would call like tap the liquidity up there just above 11.8 to make people think, all right, we're going to 20K and then we die. So, actually, I was looking for 11.8 plus again, and then we die. Uh, what tricked me was that we really didn't get past 9.8, and I swore 10K as resistance was a meme. Uh, but <laughs> the only meme was really me. Um, and then the, I was, so I, that was a big, I mean, that was a big mistake. I lost more money uh, not cutting losses through the various trades that I had put on for that move, where I timed to the beginning of the move fine. But I my my fear of, of missing out, like I didn't want to miss that move above eleven point eight, caused me to not cut the cut the the bags quick enough uh, once it failed. And I was I was just certain that, you know, the above ten K thing would just not work out for people. But it turned out that there was just so many there were so many sellers ready to get rid of Bitcoin, close to ten K. It pulled the whole market down so one of the trades that i was in at the time was a uh, position where Mm -hmm. i knew the fundamentals were trash i actually bought salt but it gave me a setup and and this was a cloud-based setup this was uh salt salt (laughs) Uh, the salt (laughs) yeah so it's the salt bitcoin chart and it fulfilled it fulfilled what I would call kind of like reversal indicators using a cloud system. So the the Tinkin went over the Kijun. So this is basically a there's like kind four,
0: of a, four, set, four things that you tend to look for for this, right? That's
1: right. And we don't have okay. to get into every element, but um, this w- if you're looking for a reversal, one of the things that tells you you're partway through the reversal is the the Tinken, which is the leading version of these two lines, crosses the keysian And then another is that price breaks into the cloud, and you might look for either an edge-to-edge or a move through the cloud. But really, it's not bullish yet, because it's not meeting all the criteria, but it's meeting enough criteria to enter the trade. Now, in a bull market, this probably would have been fine. I probably would have gotten the move, which would have ended up being, you know, probably a 75% move maybe a little more if it had done what I was looking for um, now the moron in me didn't <laughs> it didn't cut it because again I was believing 9.8 is trash as a top so we are going beyond that and therefore I will be rewarded in this trade and, and a couple <laughs> others as well so when it lost the technical reasons for being in the trade that's when you want to be out of the trade and um, and being uh, selfish and greedy in this position and too certain of my macro thesis, which is a potentially devastating position to be in, is too certain <laughs> of your thesis, Right. Um, I let it fail that. And then it gave me an escape route. It went down like three, you know, over the course of three days below. So I bought originally, it was around 40K sats, which if you look at Salt now, spoiler alert, terrible. Now, I did get I did get rid of this position. It's an example of where what I did before. I slowly capitulated this position. So I probably gave up 25% of it when it failed the play. And I was pissed because, like, there were other alts running or whatever still. And I was mad because, like, this setup was all right and yada 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 and then it went and spiked back up above my entry and I was like oh all right look looks like it was a fake down because or a fake out because it was now re-meeting my criteria now the next move Mm. down is when I deserved to lose because I didn't get rid of after it didn't it failed it again so now you got another day or two where it just got waxed I should have cut every bit of it, taken the L and moved on with life. Uh, But what I did is I just slowly let myself get pissed off waiting for a, a, a stronger retest or move up or something like that until it finally gave the last support that I could possibly let it go. And uh, by that time, by the time I let go of whatever it was, the last 25% or 30%, uh, relative to Bitcoin, that sucker had lost half its value. Oh, uh, man. And Bitcoin, <laughs> because these, I mean, altcoins can move really quickly. Yeah. Uh, you, you lose 3 4% a day, and all of a sudden that stacks up. And then what hurts the most is Bitcoin can go down 3 or 4% a day too, which is forcing this. So you're in a leveraged position by being in an altcoin trading against BTC. So if you're trading against BTC, you really want your stops to be tight because if if Bitcoin's on the downside, your alt's on the downside, the amount that you can lose escalates yeah, really quickly, it definitely did. and it's a hard lesson to learn when you really <laughs> take a big hit like that. And that's why we see a lot of people that got really it's upset. It's so and funny. And so I did eventually is, cut this, this, and you the know the what? It dropped another fifty right percent, and another fifty percent, uh, and then you know. another fifty percent. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This April so, uh, thirtieth. Yes. Go,
3: okay. go ahead. So what are you? You're like dying over there. You know, I've been in crypto for maybe you held on that whole time. Made some awful Ooh. mistakes. <laughs> I'm thinking of myself, you know, we had April. We had a little bit of a run-up. Alts were starting to pop. Um, I didn't do TA on this one. This one specifically, and the reason I kept it, normally I would cut it loose, but this was a, um, a lesson I had to teach myself with this one in particular because I was on Twitter and I saw... Yeah, absolutely. First mistake, I saw um, some positive... Uh, kind of what, what you're talking about. You kind of saw I was listening to people that were seeing the same <laughs> thing, and I'm like, well, these guys are First smart. First mistake. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to buy a bag. And sure enough, uh, like you said, yes, that started to drop. Uh, my bag is, and you're right, I, was, I bought mine at 45,000 Satoshis. <laughs> um, my bag is now down 86%. To, on btc yeah i have to because this reminds me never ever to make a trade based off twitter uh this reminds me i just look at it guys like, don't be an idiot salt remember salt remember salt so oh, you we forget still
0: have it huh oh my god <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's one reason and i i know sometimes people will look at a setup that i put on twitter and say like I'm pretty sure that's what the tweet I read was. I'm I'm like, how could you not be in salt? But I'm also, I I try really hard not to say, like, you know, how could you not possibly be in uh, (laughs) Decred without (laughs) even a chart? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, how could you not be in it? And then you don't even provide your, your basis for that. So if I'm putting, like, if I say, here's my positioning in something, which is usually what I would say if I'm doing something like that. I'm gonna have a chart that gives the thesis for that position. Like, I think just like trying to instill FOMO and others, and you're not even provide giving your why, Mm -hmm. whether it's a fundamental or technical argument, then that's really lame. Um, Yeah, heading into that buy, I just did some measurements. Salt was down about seventy percent from its like December January high, and then it had recovered some. uh, So it wasn't like it was buying the top or anything. It had recovered another it was another 40% off the lows. Yeah. And then it was a good trade for about a week. Uh, Anyway, but yeah, this is a good example of why you just got to be careful because I capitulated the last of my position might have been down like (laughs) around 50% BTC because I'm looking at this trend line that I still have on my chart uh, where it failed this final like historical Trend line on the bottom side, it failed that. And I was like, "Screw this," <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> with the last, like, with the last part, it more than failed my trade already. Um, but then, if you just keep going, it didn't even have any recovery until it had like an eighty-eight percent drawdown, and the low, low, low is close to a ninety percent drawdown from my purchase. Wow. And that's a that's like I said from the top. God, yeah, that's not I mean, that's It's like no crazy. Um, yeah, so top to top to bottom, from what I can measure, salt would have gone like ninety six percent relative to Bitcoin. Sure, right. And Bitcoin was like fifteen thousand dollars in in January. Mm-hmm. So, I
0: remember salt being one of those ones that when it was going, it was going fast upwards, and it was insanity. Uh, you basically I, I got I a
1: listing that. pump, and then nothing else. Right. Um, but yeah, that it, the reason for saying that is number one: um, if you're, we shouldn't really be holding anything <laughs> that far down that badly. That's really poor risk management. Um, but you know, some we've we've all done it, even when we know better. Uh, I've done it in traditional markets too. Hi. I do not, I do not want to get into. I've had some huge wins on this on the in equities recently, but uh, I've had a couple of calls that I made, and then I just like totally, totally bit the bullet on them. Um, but anyway, so not only did you hold something technically for way too long, like way beyond any risk management uh, type of strategy would would allow, and in addition to that. It was something that I, I literally hated salt as an idea. Um, (laughs) and I hated the way they'd structured everything about it. Like I knew what their ICO structure was. I knew that the cheapest coins, uh, that were sold during that were like 25 cents. And it was a huge percentage of supply. I knew like all these downsides of what their model was. Um, and that's why eventually (laughs) like, and it's probably a good thing, I I guess I was like, okay. This has reached my maximum point of, uh, you know, <laughs> of wrecked. Uh, yeah, of wrecked. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm out of here because it was one, and a lot of coins can go to zero. People should really not think they can't. Uh, you know, this is experimental technology. If you look at Coin Market Cap, the historical homepages tool. The top 100 coins Mm, tend to be very different year in year out because a lot of these are transitional they you know they move over time they change um so i just had no fundamental belief in this and yeah now (laughs) if you're holding bitcoin 90 percent down i think bitcoin is really one of very few that has long-term fundamentals that until it's made illegal which is possible uh until it's made illegal as long as it's a legitimized um you know system i think you know bitcoin was and is king so there are some where if i took that 90 percent or maybe I'll, I'll wait on it but for the other right. ones like if yeah. you can find a exit <laughs> pump basically <laughs> then it might be worth collecting your pennies even though that's all you have left unless you're treating it as this self-immolation style reminder like chamber <laughs> like you're doing um That's but yeah funny. it's not it's not fun holding those bags so the way to not hold those bags is to just get rid of that stuff man you know like take your hit determine what your maximum drawdown is it can be Maybe even outside of the technical setup. Maybe you just tell yourself, you know what? I've held too many bags. Like, I will never hold a position that's down more than 20% again. And set yourself a hard and fast rule and say, if this sucker is down after a daily close of more than 20%, I'm out. Because I know emotionally I will hold on to this until it dies. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Yeah, I think that's an interesting
0: point because for me when I first started, I think one of the hardest lessons I learned was very similar to that because um and it it was because of position sizing, right? So like yeah. I would take these I would take a position and then if it was down 20% and and that was my even that was my max threshold, it seemed like Oh man, I'm down too much money to not have this be to just cut this as a loss. And uh, so, you know, when I had, when I started making smaller positions for trades like that, I felt, okay, my 20% is only X amount of dollars and I can deal with that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, it seems counterintuitive that way, but that helped me was lowering my position sizes on some of those uh, because I would feel like I was married to it more and I didn't want to cut it when it was down 20 or whatever even though it was a more exorbitant amount of money <laughs> yeah but. and
1: there's there's some uh, there's some good quotes out there about that i think peter brant maybe has one about how you'll you'll be most wrong on your largest position sizes because yeah. your psychology changes yes, if you've got oh, too Canada. much on the that's exactly what happened to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's totally what happened to me anyway Canadian all right city. so let's get to, to a calgary couple of uh, we all know stories in city. the news uh,
3: launches A Chamber, you want to start us out? Local uh, economic activity. So.
0: Oh, uh, Canada is right.
3: <laughs> apparently, the city of Calgary, uh, in the great province of Alberta, uh, since 1996, has had a uh, what they call a Calgary dollar. And the Calgary dollar was an initiative by the city for small businesses um, to kind of keep money within the community. So in 1996, and so this has been going on for you know, over 20 years, over <laughs> 20 years now. Um, and they finally, so as of uh, yesterday, um, converted, you can now have the Cana- or the Calgary dollar, but you can now have the Calgary digital dollar. Um, very cool. Um, there's a mandate though, you have to accept, every business has to accept a minimum of 10% to a maximum of 100%. Um, but yeah, it's, it's to help promote local uh, local business, local small businesses, and uh, and to help uh, keep some of that and money cool. within the community. No, Calgary is very far from. <coughs> so the again based on so very, what is a calgary i don't you may not know this, research but, uh, my, the, ca- my the calgary be, dollar um, my question would be what so is a calgary a, dollar, official dollar difference versus like a, a canadian Bucks, dollar if you and then will how right? does that differ from the <laughs> digital do you know exactly exactly it's, it's a shroot buck it's exactly what it is so that right. was kind of i don't know if it was footed by the municipal government of calgary Uh, 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 Like a Stanley Wooden nickel from the office. Schrute bucks. So you can use it.
1: uh. I'm amazed that the national government allows them to have a Calgary dollar.
3: Right.
0: I think that's crazy too it's, it's, it's interesting cool. that you can it's really
2: cool
1: for what it's worth this is the same argument that people oh yeah that are uh, yep. critics of Bitcoin say about Bitcoin mm-hmm. um, Bitcoin and the Calgary dollar would be synonymous to them <laughs> right but it, I have an uncle right, that collects exactly. those yeah
0: <laughs> That's this reminds
1: me of banknotes you guys remember bank like the idea of banknotes yeah. prior yeah. to the the u.s dollar the government backed one. it was banks that just backed a, a note to Yeah, that's way too far man thing. That's uh, so it's, it's like calgary eight doing, eight doing the same away, it's like this just a a group of businesses i guess within calgary that say that yeah does, we'll take that this. is not like that is very accurate uh, and it's weird very accurate.
0: interesting that's cool you got to get yourself some calgary dollars uh chamber <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, look, that doesn't stop you from buying altcoins. (laughs) Anyway, uh,
2: Cynthia, you got a story for us?
0: I do. Uh,
2: CCN, as usual, uh, put out a story today about MasterCard applying for yet another patent. Uh, This one is for anonymous blockchain transactions. Um, Do you guys know about, um, like, tumbling or coin mixing? Uh, basically I for don't. anonymous transactions um mm-hmm. basically there's sites that you can go to or, or you know companies that you can use where you use their website and uh, it's called coin mixing or tumbling i believe it's and pronounced take, laundering. um no basically <laughs> no. you send it you want to you put in your inputs like i want to send this send this much bitcoin to somebody else they take that input and they kind of I guess, quote-unquote, tumble them together right. on their servers. I think this is how it works. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's,
1: it's like a centralized version of yeah. the same idea of what ring signatures and Monero I was just going to say it sounds
0: like right. Monero a little bit,
2: yeah. Um, well they are wanting to patent this method their own method of doing this and basically they're using their own servers uh you send your money that goes to their servers they quote unquote tumble it around between different uh you know other people that are sending money and do whatever they do and then they transfer it to where it's going so basically you're sending it to the server and then the server sends it to the recipient which to me just sounds kind of like a freaking centralized bank. I mean, if you're sending I mean, your money mas- to a to a Mastercard server, yeah, it is, yeah, and it doesn't sound very anonymous to me because you know this data is being saved somewhere on this central server that Mastercard has. It just it sounds bogus, and a lot of people are wondering, um, you know. MasterCard is a regulated company, a regulated financial institution, so uh, they're not going to be launching any products or businesses based on this without regulatory approval, which includes KYC and AML and all of those other things. So did they get the patent just so they can enforce it against other companies that are already using a similar service? It's just really shady in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Any thoughts on that, Brian?
1: Well, I've, I know a horror story of someone that used one of these less than reputable coin mixing services, and they lost many a Bitcoin. Oh, really? No. Because, yeah. I guess they mixed the uh, the magic number of Bitcoin that caught the site operator's attention, and the the Bitcoin never came back. But oh, my God. Uh, when you're <laughs> when you're relying on a tool like this, uh, you know you're sending them off somewhere and hoping it comes back. Yeah. Um, now with Mastercard, like no I, don't underst- yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand what they're going after in terms of, um, you know, trying to patent it. But a lot of these big companies are doing patent races on blockchain because they, yeah, they know what happened after with the patent wars of the web and past technological mm-hmm. revolutions, and they, they just want to gobble them up. So it's yeah. not that relevant in terms of how they may actually use it to me.
0: Right. But the fact that they. Have but yeah, it,
1: be right? careful if you're using those those mixers. Just use a privacy coin. That way, yeah, it's built absolutely. into the protocol, not yeah. not someone's website.
0: Right, right. All right, and my story. Um, the our our oh so favorite person, Jack Dorsey, the <laughs> owner of or the uh, owner of Twitter and uh, CEO of Square. So the story here is also from CCN that. Square has overtaken Coinbase as the number one Bitcoin buying app, which I think is pretty interesting. So, the Square payment pr- platform, operated by Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, has surpassed Coinbase to become the most widely used iOS app uh, to buy Bitcoin. So, um, this is obviously through Cash App, um, and it also overtook YouTube to become the number one top free mobile app on the iOS store. So Cash App is doing some things, um, you know, and they're trying to make it uh, so it's all about accessibility and that you can get it, you know, anywhere easily, fast. Um, You know, I think some of the limitations with, you know, Coinbase or Gemini is some of those KYC things, you know, they're if you've used cash app to buy bitcoin um you don't necessarily have that i mean you have your bank account linked to cash app um potentially as i i personally do um but that you know you deposit cash to the cash app and then you buy bitcoin with that it's as easy as that i think some of the fees are probably a little better on cash app too um it's slightly in my opinion not the not the easiest to send um not the easiest to send back and forth but uh you know and then there's a quote here um that says that they're not focusing too much on profits for the the bitcoin portion here um they don't consider its bitcoin trading service as a major monetization engine um and they don't intend To generate large profits out of it, um, but it's all about uh, making it accessible. So Jack says Bitcoin for us is not stopping. At buying and selling. Uh, we do believe that is it is a transformational technology for the industry and we want to learn as quickly as possible. So um, they're gonna be it sounds like doing a lot more things with Bitcoin um, you know, in the cash app. I know personally I, I think my last you know, I don't know what? As uh, at least saying, five or I'm six buys sure on Bitcoin. Um, uh, if I'm especially if I'm doing smaller amounts have been. So like, I mean, I've personally used know, it the, more uh, than coin I've personally used it more than Coinbase store. in the last. Pretty You know, a few months there. Um, Chamber, you use Cash App? Is it available for you?
2: Mm. I want to say it is, but I'm not sure either.
0: Report back to us.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Ledger, uh, you used Cash App for Bitcoin yet?
1: uh, I've not purchased Bitcoin with it, but I've used Cash App. Uh, several times but in my locality people are using Venmo more than the cash app but it's a similar idea to Venmo uh, but I was excited to see them initially say that they're going to support uh, Bitcoin it'll be interesting if people start making it more of a first hand experience within those apps and not sure. just a uh, you know some other thing you can do or buy with them but I, use I hope Bitcoin. I mean I attention. use
0: uh, I use Venmo probably more than I use cash app also but, but for buying Bitcoin recently, I've used Cash App more than Coinbase, which is interesting. Yeah, that's
1: cool. Can you, about, you yeah. send Bitcoin somewhere else from Cash App? I can. I
0: actually sent you just Chamber can't re- some Bitcoin. You can't yeah, receive it. You can't it. receive it.
2: Okay. Unless somebody Yet. in Cash App sends it to you. Like somebody holds Bitcoin okay. in their Cash App wallet, you can send it to each other there because i actually paid a friend back uh recently in bitcoin um but i use cash app all the time and i have a like a cash app debit card and i love it
1: nice yeah
0: Yeah. pretty cool
2: square
1: Square makes good stuff and um twitter the product is good (laughs) yeah or usually (laughs) just the people um, on it are terrible (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, that's cool. So, we are going to get into something fun here. We're going into the draft. Um, so, we are going to, it is the season, you know. So, uh, we are here recording this, I think, on the 10th of December. So, we're going to have a little <laughs> holiday slash Christmas fun. Uh, we are going to be drafting the top. Christmas movies of all time so Ledger the way this works is we're going to go in a snake draft style just oh, like good. fantasy all football right, um, you actually have the first pick The oh, our, no. we're, we're going to go we're <laughs> going to go with thing? you the, the Yeah, that's a good, enviable position to have. So it's going to go you, myself, Cynthia, Chamber, and then it's going to go Snake Draft. So the Chamber's going to go again and come back around. So, yeah, you have last. So uh, you pick twice in the first round, which is pretty good. And then uh, we're, we're going to pick three each. And then what very, we do with these is very we get them out on choice. Twitter. Um, and we put them in a Woo! poll, and the people vote on who's got the best portfolio of Christmas movies. So... Brian of Ledger status, the floor <laughs> is yours with the first oh. overall pick.
1: hum alone.
2: Ah, oh, God it. damn! It. That was one of mine. Uh, cross it off man. my list.
3: No, you're not. Dang it! You are. That, that was, was going to be a third round solid pick. Great movie. I was going to pick gonna it honest. if it fell
0: to me. So good for here's you. Here's what I'm going to do. Way to cut on the ledge. I like that. I've heard a lot of debate on which is oh, the better I, it's movie. A, it's good. I'm going to go Home Alone 2: Lost in New York.
2: Bogus!
3: Bird Lady is Bird Lady's great. I want to go. I wanted a part when of when the bricks very from badly. the top guys.
2: And he's smoking them in a the face. sequel. is never I, I as good as the original. I going to the original. theater. Oh. Well, the first okay. I
3: saw. I could throw the out theater. a couple reasons why. In, you know, do, do was you was like do you like the old man or do you like the Bird Lady? It really comes down to Eight year old laugh.
2: Bird Lady, I forgot about her.
3: The Donald.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: a fun fact to uh, my uh, my five-year-old daughter. Uh, anytime she sees anybody over
2: 50 in <laughs> a suit
3: on television. Th- Not to
0: mention, uh, Home Alone That's 2 uh, features a cameo like, Is that Trump? <laughs> from oh, no, it's just dude in a Yes. It's like, <laughs> unfortunately, does. The Don. <laughs> I forgot about that. The- That's, That's
2: funny. I- <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: So many mistakes made in the first round, Brian. You're the only one that made a good decision. (laughs) This is where I take over. This is
0: Kevin McAllister, (laughs) the father. (laughs) All right,
3: Cynthia, you're up.
2: Two amazing. Oh man, this is so hard. Okay. All right, I'm I'm going going to have to go with the nightmare before a Christmas story.
3: Wow, interesting. And Christmas vacation. (laughs) Are you no, kidding me, people? It You're just giving it to me at this point. I just classic. giving you easy picks Plus, is all. Plus, so, I'm a mom. Chamber,
0: guys. you get two. You get two here.
1: Damn yeah, it! You do. That's
3: that's my favorite. Ah! Ah!
2: Mm, damn it! It's a good one. We'll see. I okay. knew you were yeah. gonna say it. Hopefully, I get it back
0: with. It the, was at the top the big, of my uh, list Christmas too, decoration.
2: but come on. Okay. It seems so like the here's obvious
0: With Christmas story. I love a Christmas so story good. I think it's a top movie but I think there's Christmas story fatigue out there and I think you might I think you might get a little a little pushback yeah you may but I Christmas you vacation, know, since yeah. they run they run a Christmas story 24 hours on on TBS every year I think there might be some Christmas story fatigue out there um, Cynthia you're up
2: Mmm, Fragile. G. Italian I'm solid, Praying.
3: Solid pick with Gremlins. Might not be <laughs> yeah. a favorite, though. One, I, drops one of back my to favorites. Me.
2: Okay. Oh, God, this is hard. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm going to. i There's some stuff on the, the- oh, table shit. that's just. That's, <laughs> so much pressure. I think this is another, like, almost kiddie movie, but I'm going to go with Gremlins.
3: That's an easy one. Gremlins. Wow, you're going
0: off the board.
2: Yeah.
3: That's a first round steal. You've got that's a-, a first round steal.
0: I love gremlins, but I, I, I don't know. Like, gremlins. I probably oh, would have, have
2: Home Alone considered two in that the third a Christmas round, movie I'm if
0: I'm thinking of it. Oh, it
2: for sure is. Yeah.
0: So, this one got back to me. I didn't think it was. <laughs> I'm going. It's an easy pick for me Elf.
2: Damn. That wasn't my next choice. Ooh, be what elf, do I back to back? It's the You know, of
0: Buddy the Elf. <laughs> buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Yeah, I could have gone. I probably could have gone Elf and Home Alone 2 coming back, but.
2: <laughs> My husband and I well, quote it's Elf It's like year drafting long. a
1: tight end in the yeah. third round of a fantasy draft. <laughs> hey,
2: Ledger,
0: Ledger scared me with the home alone as the first pick. I knew I wanted it.
3: I, that would have been good.
0: <laughs> all right. So now, I was Ledger, you've going got die two higher. picks, and you're closing out your draft here because we're drafting three each. So you've got your second and third picks. I, I, all
1: right. I'm going uh, one sappy, one awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you don't think this is a Christmas movie, then I don't want to spend Christmas with you. I'm going <laughs> Die Hard first. I knew
0: it
2: was coming. <laughs> I knew one of y'all was going to say Die Hard, and it is not a it Christmas was movie. I didn't
0: know who would I didn't know who would do it, because um, I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I'm glad somebody There's did, no though. There's no argument. We'll see what the polls say. <laughs> and,
2: you know uh, what? Rotten one, Tomatoes. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Rotten, everybody calls it a Christmas movie because it is. No, I was going to say Rotten Tomatoes. It's time to watched Die Hard.
2: Rotten Tomatoes has Die Hard on their Christmas list, and I was like, yeah, so this no is, way." I
0: mean, I just googled best Christmas movies of all time, and it's on this list also.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, the yeah. In right. your last, and one? then my my I, sappier I choice is one going. that I would like to say that I don't like it, but my wife loves to watch it uh, pretty much every Christmas season, and. I, there's only one part about it I don't like, which is Jack Black, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna go with the holiday. Wow, I don't know why I think it's off so good. The
0: board. I like the holiday. Wait, I I think I made I fun of the I holiday the other day on the show. I'm sorry. It is
1: well worth making fun of. I'm watching of. it. it is. Is. I'm, I'm watching it like. I'm watching tonight. I'm hoping that Die Hard will keep me some some Ooh, degree of masculinity. Stuff on <laughs> I
0: think you're gonna get you're gonna get big points with Home Alone and Die Hard. I don't know. I, I feel like the holiday is one that many people may even not have ever seen. I don't know. Uh, it's it's it up, well then
1: I'm you. giving people a recommended watch. There you
0: go. Exactly.
3: <laughs> that's so fair. No, that's a good. Point. I that's a good
0: point. I'm torn here. What I should do for my last pick. I know. Oh, and
3: son of a bitch. I want to go... i was definitely going with the Santa Claus.
0: I want to go with... Oh, forget it. All right. I'm going with... I'm, <laughs> I just don't want to give somebody the... I just don't want to give one of you guys the recommendation if I choose not to Sam? go here. I'm going to go with Sam, Tim Allen no, and know. the Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> it's a great movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, the weenie whistle, you know, it's... Uh, I think we lost uh, it, yeah. uh, the I love how date? much he
1: just makes fun of the guys I think about we the did. sweater.
0: <laughs> What's the name of the elf? Uh, Bernard. The old, uh, that's the older <laughs> elf that is in yeah. charge. I forget. I don't know if that's his name. Um, all right. So that's mine. Cynthia, your last pick is. Uh oh. On her last pick? oh how wow. terrible
1: <laughs> Bernard by the way it's
0: Bernard yes yes mm. good thank you good save I used I'm to watch nervous. that movie okay. like in the summer so, as a
1: kid it was I mean I thought pick. it was a great movie
0: it's a great movie um, alright so we I'm lost Cynthia go. right in time for her last pick we will yeah. let her pick <laughs> after yours we'll get it off air um, Bad so Santa. Chamber you're going to close out your draft here and you get a freebie now because you, you have no choi- chance for Cynthia to yes. get you
3: Oh, that's a good team. That's a good team. Oh, good one. Mm. I thought about
0: it. That's a good one. A little irreverent that fits your style. Um, I think that's a a solid pick for you personally. Um, So, all right, here's what we got. So, Brian comes in with Home Alone, Die Hard, The Holiday, I have Home Alone 2. Watch, I'm watching all Elf three of those movies, and the I'm Santa Claus. I think that's pretty strong. <laughs> uh, Cynthia is going off the board here. Uh, she's gonna get. She's definitely gonna get the alternative vote. The Nightmare Before Christmas and Gremlins. I've been watching. So I had third, never seen uh, the movie until this year, I and I watched with a year. Christmas story. It's pretty solid. Uh, Christmas it's a pretty vacation, solid movie. And Bad Santa. That's a it is. I've
3: been watching too. because of Sinbad, bad, but. It, Yes. so uh, just some <laughs>
0: here that we definitely missed so the other one i was thinking of um i didn't think this would be as good of a fan favorite jingle all the way i thought uh, one you of might my pick favorites it. which i did one with arnold schwarzenegger pick, which, which and which sinbad was,
3: uh, mickey's christmas carol is one of my faves i got i love that one i can watch that anytime
0: yeah i thought you might pick it because of your sinbad uh, affliction
3: overrated
1: affliction <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we missed. Uh, I thought that the Muppets as well. Christmas Carol, A Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, The Grinch, Polar Express. Uh, you could go back to.
3: Eh, it's not a wonderful movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> some classic ones. Uh, Batman like, uh, Batman on 30, Returns shows Street, up as a Christmas get, movie on my uh, list. Here? Love Actually. That one. I uh, thought you were going Love Actually when you were talking about the sappy one. Yeah. And, Here's the other one that we definitely missed. Good, I actually thought part. you were going this one with Sappy too. was It's a Wonderful Life. Nobody picked that. Um, yeah, that's good. It's old school. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Any other ones here? Yeah. Same here. I thought that was- You could sh- also
1: say, and I think it would be yeah. more of a series, Perhaps but like wanted. the James Bond series comes on every yeah, holiday season. I agree. Is that, yeah. is that allowed?
0: Yeah, I would have. We would have. If you have made it. If you wanted to put it out there for the vote, you could have picked it. I think. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Edward Scissorhands shows up on my list. I don't remember that being much of a Christmas movie, but I haven't seen that in a very long time. But. yeah and then there's you know the santa claus too which is yeah not as
3: good but it does take place at i christmas. think we got
0: solid squads here so we're well, gonna put that movie. out on the vote <laughs> and we will get that out there tomorrow oh yeah as it's well. so let that, us know that, who yeah, wins yeah, the a, christmas battle uh, of christmas movies i think we're gonna probably do christmas songs next time which will be another fun one uh was the grand
1: budapest hotel a christmas news flash movie? it's wrecked
3: it could be uh, <laughs> i think it takes place at christmas actually we're you know what we're, yep. we're not doing awful we picked yeah. up a little bit of steam that's an off-the-wall one um, yeah that's a good one versus btc is that a, that's obviously that's bill murray and wes anderson um, right just yeah. opening up yeah. here mm-hmm. i mean it's not cool so last but not least
0: we are been, going to get into the wrecked the index
3: brutal savage wrecked we're Chamber. Up, uh versus btc uh and just brian a little bit of backstory <laughs> here we started this up uh, what did we start uh, end of july mid-july um so we we get people on the show we pulled some money together, and from there, well, you know, we'll, we we would ask for you know what they thought some projects that would you know that would that would kind of pan out well over the next three to six months kind of thing. So since then, we are up in BTC uh, just under twenty two percent, July mid July, um, yeah, but down <laughs> in USD uh, uh, just under thirty four percent. So. Not great, um, but, you know, doing all right. Um, I've, I've, I gave a lot of shade to the Blockfolio app last time, uh, so I, I made a point to uh, okay. spend a little bit more time with it. And, yeah, it's, it, it is actually pretty good. Uh <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's looking all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, USD, USD has going to go up. But BTC, we're, we're holding our own. Mm. Um the big leaders are obviously uh Quant QNT Bat uh, Wax Tomo BNB um down at the bottom of that list you got uh XDNA Z Classic Do we have uh, any um, any update kind of on the bottom what's of the barrel. leading the I way it. and what's <laughs> not <laughs> uh, we got a few Yeah and it's all timing really it's it's all based on timing. When, when whenever you make the the recommendation really has a, a big effect on it.
2: Interesting. <laughs>
1: How many <laughs> coins are in this index?
0: Well we've had we've had about thirty room to go down so further. we give them each uh, you know, they can pick up to three. So
3: Woo! Uh, Ledger, uh, you I got like any that. for us to
0: add to the bags?
1: Yeah, I'll give you one. All right. I like that. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't have room to go down further, but sure. <laughs> we right. will we will experience yep. uh, a pump, and I I'm not I'm not against the current timing uh, on Tezos. Has anyone added? Oh, TZO's.
0: interesting! No, that has not been, not been added, uh-huh. and I'm into that one. For my
1: sure. lowest, my lowest fill over the past few days I was 32 That's cents pixel uh, against the dollar, which is sad when you compare it to uh, what, was, what it was not too long ago. Uh, I don't know the USD value of the ICO, but it's under under the ICO price against uh, Bitcoin. That's hot. Um, yeah, it's down there. It's down there on the USD value.
0: All right, let's get us some Tezzi's chamber. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, cool, so that's gonna do it for our segments. Uh, Brian, we appreciate having you on and taking the time. That was a lot of fun. We wanna give you uh, kind of the floor to you know yeah, tell anybody absolutely. about any projects you're working on, where people can find nice. you, anything I like, like that. The floor is yours.
1: All right. Thank you. So return since ICO on uh, te- uh, Tezos, Tezos, uh, just as a follow up. It's at 0.52x BTC. It's at 0.77x USD and 1.72x Ethereum. But that's Ethereum's fault. Um, <laughs> so that's just so a follow up on, the, now. on the Tezos. <laughs> We're in a good spot um, for that one ledgerstatus.com slash learn if you liked what i said about ta here if you're interested in digging into more ta stuff it's built for people that are not trading full-time it's built for somebody that wants stuff kind of once a week there's market yeah. analysis there's it's great videos that are evergreen <laughs> that are uh, sent to you over time about trading with these different uh, strategies and approaching the market in a holistic way uh, i think it's a good program and that it's affordable for someone that's looking to take trading seriously I have a podcast and all that crap just follow me on uh, ledger status or at ledger status on twitter and I appreciate y'all having me and all that
0: crap it's a very great podcast (laughs) it's very good it's one of my favorites one of the ones that I download and listen to uh, whenever they come out Um, and I I did want to mention before what I was thinking when we were doing this uh, direct index update you, you have Ballpark. like a trading account for your kids right <laughs>
3: you look you yeah you, my you look kids like are better 20 traders years old than
0: <laughs> and I'm sure they are better traders than us because oh, I, okay. well, like, I, my like my I look like wrecked index is probably 10 times more wrecked than ledgers kids <laughs> oh, yeah
1: my kids are they're they got in uh, at a tough time for the market but it was an appropriate time for as their savings were being built up but I try to play it uh, That's good. they're they're very young they're not average they're they're <laughs> i'm I'm an old man i'm an old man i'm in my i'm in my 30s i'm in my early 30s but yeah i have a, a three-year-old and a one-year-old and their their savings are being put to work by uh trading cryptocurrencies um and yeah their dad has made some mistakes on their behalf but all their trades are great Um that's awesome. But I try to keep it pretty conservative with them. So all those risk management things that I was talking about, I'm much better at observing for them than I am sometimes with myself because I'm not allowed to uh tell Mama their their portfolios up in BTC terms but not USD, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Cool. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. This hashtag super hashtag educational tale of two um, episode, and I think people are going to take a lot away from it. So, again, yeah. thank you for your time. <laughs> um, like us and subscribe. Rate us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. It goes a long way. We would appreciate it. Tell us your favorite Christmas movies and yell at us about our polls and what we missed. Chamber, we need a hashtag for the episode. We didn't get one. <laughs> Got any written down? Okay, I like that because, you know, there's Ledger and then there's you. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. All right. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice.